As I was preparing the table talk for Parshat Vayeshev, I really felt that we needed a psychologist to help us here. Um, we have Yosef, the brothers, um, some hatred. So I'm here with Dr. Karen Feinberg, the Director of Psychology Services at Yeshiva Har Torah. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. I've been waiting to be on a podcast. I'm so excited and so nervous. <laughs> well, <laughs> no need to be nervous. Um, we just, we want to we learn from you because this Parsha, I think, sometimes raises a lot of feelings for people, either about their own families growing up or about, you know, for parents in terms of parenting siblings. So let's get right to it. Sibling rivalry. What, what advice do you have for parents out there? Well, first of all, sibling rivalry is inevitable. Every family, every place, there is sibling rivalry. It's just a, a known fact and just accept it. So we shouldn't beat ourselves up? Don't beat yourself up. And just to, to give a little bit of a personal spin, when my kids, I have three daughters, when they were growing up, they fought like cats and dogs, like maybe some of your kids do, but now they are the best of friends. They speak to each other all the time. They support each other. So there is light at the end of the There's tunnel. Hope. There is hope. There definitely. is hope. So that's good to hear that it's inevitable. Um, so what should parents do when kids are fighting or jealous of each other, angry? What, what should we do? Well, the first thing, and this might be counterintuitive, is to not get involved, to stay back, to let them fight it out. Of course, if they're being physical, if they're hurting each other, that's a whole different ball game. But otherwise, if they're arguing, if they're jealous about something, if they both want the same thing, if they're arguing over the TV time or screen time or whatever, stay out of it. You shouldn't be like the judge? Shouldn't be mediator. the judge. Shouldn't be the mediator. Just let them figure it out. So they're screaming at each other. What, like when, what, what would happen? It, like, it just unfolds? They it, yell at each other? Uh-huh. And they're going to learn. They're going to learn how to get along. They're going to learn how to figure things out. They're going to learn conflict resolution. And sometimes you might help, have to help them with the conflict, conflict resolution, help them hear each other's side. But on the whole, kids learn a lot from sibling rivalry. They learn how to deal with power struggles, and they learn how to manage conflicts, and how to resolve situations, and how to be assertive, how to stand up for for themselves. Mm -hmm. They learn compromise, they learn to negotiate, they learn how to take another person's perspective, which I know we're talking about empathy the entire year. year. And and we talked about at the beginning of the year about um, emotional empathy and cognitive empathy, taking Mm -hmm. another's perspective, that's part of empathy. And they learn how to develop a thicker skin, and that's right. really important through life. All of these skills are mm-hmm. such important ones. So they'll, they'll learn it. So I think parents sometimes feel like a pressure, like they have to do something. And you're saying the best thing to do here is to do less. Exactly. And sometimes that's harder to do less mm-hmm. than to do anything else. Because mm-hmm. when your kid's fighting and they're driving you crazy and your head is pounding, all you want to do is stop it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to learn a lot more learning how to stop it themselves mm-hmm. and negotiate it themselves than you intervening. And when you intervene, then what happens? Sometimes one kid feels they're your favorite, or sometimes one kid always depends on you to be the one that protects them, and then they don't learn how to protect right. themselves. You're not going to always be there, and they're not cultivating that independence exactly. in terms of conflict resolution. Exactly. Okay, so parents shouldn't get involved in fighting necessarily, but you know why do kids fight? Like, what causes it? Lots of different things. Sometimes they want parents' attention. Sometimes they just want to 
feel the power. Sometimes they're bored and they what, just start want up. to interact. They start up with <laughs> each other because they have nothing else to do. Um, sometimes they don't know how to connect. They don't have the language to connect with their siblings, mm -hmm. so they just start up with them because that's how they they are connecting with that uh, sibling. Sometimes if they're tired and cranky, and they that's start true, to fight. which is part of life. I think sometimes kids get angry because they perceive that like their siblings are treated differently than them, and sometimes parents know what you know. Different kids need different things, but how do you how do you navigate that? Where you know, I know depending on ages, maybe you could tell us developmentally. I know a lot of kids are just very obsessed with fairness. Like, right. what's and that's, fair? School age is really obsessed with fairness. And it's a hard thing to negotiate. It's really a hard balance. But I think the important thing is for the culture of the family to be that we are fair in our family. Everybody gets what they need. Mm -hmm. Fair does not mean equal. It doesn't mean that I give you exactly the same thing as everybody else, as your siblings, but I give you what you need and I give your sibling what they need. And it might be different. And you mm -hmm. might need help during math and your sibling might need help during language arts and they might need more help than you. Just like one child might be wearing glasses and that's what he needs and you don't need that. Mm -hmm. So I think being fair but not equal is a really important cultural family family trait but, but how do you have open conversations about that without let's say embarrassing a, a child in front of their siblings like let's say one child really has a hard time navigating their anger and maybe a parent has a little more space for them with that and other siblings might be like well that's not fair you would you would have sent me to my room if I did that like what's the language a parent could use in that situation right so it, it depends on each each child and each family with some families I think you can just be really open about it say you know what um, Karen has a hard time with anger so we, I have to help her with that but you know what sometimes you need help with different things and I help you with that and I think the culture of mm -hmm. discussing sometimes though if you have a child that's going to be very upset if you talk about it you might just do it and kids pick up on nonverbal cues as mm -hmm. much as they pick up on verbal cues right. sometimes just having family meetings like once a, once a week and let's discuss things mm -hmm. it's really having a family culture mm -hmm. that supports giving children what they need mm -hmm. so when we look at our Parsha you know, we respect our Avot and Imahot a lot. And we also are encouraged to, by Mufarshim and Chazal, to learn from their mistakes. I think it's very interesting that Yaakov's father, Yitzchak, loved Esav. And he, he knows what it feels like to have someone else be favored, yet he chooses a favorite for himself. You know, do parents sometimes repeat mistakes that they grew up with? I think parents do sometimes repeat mistakes, and I think we very much are products of our own family of origin. And even what we say when kids are fighting, sometimes you hear your own parent in your head when you are talking to your, yes. your child. So I think what we have to do is we really have to reflect on our own family of origins, origin, say what, was, what worked well, what's psychologically healthy, and what things didn't work so well. What are things that I want to do going forward? Sorry. And what are things I don't, I want to do differently? And that's really a conscious decision mm -hmm. that good parents make mm -hmm. because it's very easy to fall into the, I wouldn't say trap, but into doing th the role of doing things exactly like 
your family did, it might not be the best thing. Right. I do like how you say examine because there are many things that for most of us we're very good about our childhood and we could say, okay, that was good, but say, hmm, like about some things, I want to do that differently. But it's it's definitely a conscious choice. I think we definitely, you know, fall back on what what we're familiar with. So that's very helpful. You know, we're doing some work in school with our students in terms of empathy training coming up. Um, is there anything you would want to share with us? I know the psychology team is starting to plan uh, some going into classes to work on empathy. So what, what do you have, or is it a surprise? Um, we're going to surprise. We're still working on it, but we're looking at different grade levels, doing things that are appropriate for their grade. Um, there are different types of empathy. There's the cognitive empathy, which is perspective-taking, and then there's the emotional piece where you really feel like the other person feels. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think we're going to try to hit a little bit of both, but we also want the feeling piece. Mm-hmm. We do a lot with reading expressions, but we don't always get to the gut, mm-hmm. and we want to help the children to actually feel what another the, person what would another feel. Feels. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be very helpful. We talk a lot on our podcast about how working at home and school on the same values is important. So when we do get to the classroom soon, we'll probably send home pointers and ideas um, to parents. Definitely. Um, maybe even some pictures. Some pictures, too. Okay. Is there anything else you want to share with our parents? Uh, no, this was uh, not as anxiety-provoking as I thought it would be. <laughs> Coming this from a psychologist. <laughs> you are a wonderful interviewer. Thank you so for thank joining you. us and sharing um, your insights and advice to parents. I know we all struggle with how to make everybody at home feel like they're important and valued and not in competition with their siblings. Um, don't forget to print up your table talk. Wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom.